Morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. It's great to be with you again. I cannot believe how quickly this season is going. We are heading quickly into the world of Memorial Day, which in the Northeast, for the Americans that are watching, is the beginning of summer. Today is a beautiful day. Um, in general, but also in particular, today is Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day. And for those who are connected in any way to the state of Israel, it's a huge celebration. Yesterday, they unveiled the largest flag, I think, ever throughout the Western uh, Wall Plaza. We've been talking about this concept of understanding who you are and saying the power that we have inside us. And the recognition that the the pathway out really comes through the world of discomfort. I want to sort of delve into the next level here of what that sounds like. And we we spoke about this a little bit, but I, I keep on getting back to this. And this is hard. So I don't know how to articulate this necessarily that we're, when it's relevant to your life, but we're going to try. And, and this may sound familiar, but I want to sort of delve for, further into it. If you remember, we, we, we discussed these concepts, the, the tentacles that are in the, the ground for the tree and the ability to understand that we have to force out the light, that we have this energy inside us that is a, from an infinite source, but we have to force it out. It has, it, we, we draw it out. We have to pull it out. One of the ways in which we do that is through our mouth, right? So what we spent a little bit of time in the past few weeks really focusing around was in our actions, our actions, forcing our actions, taking on things that are beyond us, moving past the the uncomfortable, moving past the comfortable in our actions, but what, what takes place a lot of times in our lives, and this is, this is complex, so I'm just going to mention it. I don't know if we'll, we'll spend too much time in it, but I just want to mention it because it's on my head for a whole variety of reasons, is the idea of speech, but speech, uncomfortable speech. There's a man named Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio runs a, a hedge fund, the largest hedge fund in the world called Bridgewater. Bridgewater Associates, I believe. Just to give you a sense of how large this company is, Bridgewater has under its management, the assets under management of $140 billion. This man and his company runs, just get your head around that number, $140 billion. Last year, he made $40 billion. It's a lot of money, like a lot of money. He started, started out of his apartment. And over the past decade or so, as he starts to move past, I guess, the building stage into the retirement and legacy stage, he started to discuss what was the underlying principle of this entire organization. So you can you imagine a man who built an organization from nothing to $140 billion is opening the kimono and sharing with the world what was the underlying reason for his success. And he discusses a concept that exists in Bridgewater that really 
is unique. And as you hear it, it almost will make us feel uncomfortable. And it's called radical transparency. He believes to his core that people have ideas and they have differences of opinion, but we don't share it with each other because we're scared. I don't want you to think that I'm dumb. So I'm not going to ask the question that I have. I don't want you to not like me. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't want you to not like me. So if I don't like you, I'm going to tell my friend and not you directly. It's hard for me to get past you into the issue that bothers me. It's easy for me just to capture it all into one person and talk about it behind your back. But if I have to confront you, I have to articulate that which I don't, that's that which I disagree with. So when you're running a company, he holds, if people have all these ideas and they're passive aggressive, it doesn't get shared. It's not, a, there's no idea meritocracy. And so the people that are at the highest level always get their ideas heard. Everybody sort of nods and doesn't really think it's great. And as a result, you're not accomplishing as much as quickly. If everyone was free to share everything on their mind, so to speak, and there were good people, they were just like a bunch of animals ripping at each other for no reason, but there was a certain level of integrity and a certain level of focus on the goal. Over time, the freedom to speak your mind enables a certain meritocracy of truth, of ideas. There's a great podcast with Adam Grant where he speaks about it was unbelievable where he covers this and the, the podcast opens up with some guy saying, you know, it was the best and the most difficult day of my life. And the podcast continues with the interview of a managing director in Bridgewater who they put on the board for the managing directors conference, the top hundred managing directors. And he was number a hundred out of a hundred. And he got up on stage and they killed him. And he says, it was the most difficult, but the best day of my life, because now I know all things I got to do to fix. You see that mentality of, I, I want to get better. And if you know something about me that I want to get better in, and you don't tell me, I can't get better. So yeah, it's uncomfortable to hear things that I don't want to hear, but I'd rather get better and be uncomfortable than not get better and be comfortable. Right? This is where I want to take us. And I'm even uncomfortable saying this because I know I'm like this. I know I'm like this. I know when someone like emails me stuff that's criticism, I know I work on myself to be like, you want this. You want constructive criticism. It's hard. No one wants to be criticized. The, the, the joke of it. And then we all have this in their own ways that you can be done with something, get 10, you know, good jobs and get one like, you know, so not even like a word, like a look. And you're like, it was terrible. I remember this happened to me once. I'll never, I came out of a, a speech once. My wife was waiting for me in the back. And thank God for my wife. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I'm like, that was the worst thing I ever did. I can't tell you how many times this happened to me in my life. Where I'd come out of a speech and my wife, I'm like, I, I, let's get out of here. I, that was horrible. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. She's like, what are you saying? I was there. It was fine. I'm like, no, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And even as I'm leaving, if thank God of all from God's, he puts whatever words, God puts whatever words in my mouth. I'm a nobody. If you put the words in and I can have 10 people be like, that was really great. And then one person doesn't even say anything. They're like, eh. 
and that that eh? I'm in the car way. I don't know if you're the same way, or it's just me. The whole way home, I'm in that I'm in that space. I knew it was terrible. It's hard to hear things that are critical of you. It's hard to be criticized. You hold on to all the negative. You know it exactly. I could tell you exactly. You know which parts. I remember one time we did we did a trip. I'll never forget this. We did a trip. I'm sure I, 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 we, we're, we're friends. I can share with you. Like we're family. We've been here for so long together. I can share with you all my stuff. We did a trip. I'll never forget. I like 10 years ago. And, um, and uh, the first night of the trip, one rabbi came up to me and goes, I got two guys that they shouldn't have been here. They're so negative. They're already trashing it. I, 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 like he was like blown out. These two guys came in like, from the first second, they were so negative. And I'm like, don't worry. Give it time. It's a trip. Like, there's so much good that's going to come in the next few days. And every day, this poor rabbi, he brings two dudes that, like, know it all and, like, don't want to hear anything and, like, are skipping out. And the whole trip, this guy's in, in, in pain. At the end of the trip, we do these surveys. And I'll never forget, I was like, as I said, you know, rate everybody. And I'm one of the guys you rate on the trip. I'm the trip leader. So you rate me. And I'm watching these guys. <laughs> so after the trip is over, I go and I look at the, um, I look at the, uh, the reviews. And I see like these guys trashed me totally. And I was so broken over it. And right next to where I was reading the reviews was the office of Yehuda Weinberg, Rabbi Yehuda Weinberg. Yehuda Weinberg is Noah Weinberg's son. And he's like, you're right. I'm like, I don't know what I, what I do wrong. Like, he's like, no, that works. He said, his father would always say that whenever you have negativity, it's part of the, the tapestry of positivity. You got to always understand that this world isn't perfect. You can grow. And it really, really changed my perspective. But we all, at least I feel this way. We all feel this way. It's hard to say things to people that you, that you want to say to them, but you can't. Even if it's positive, it's hard for us. It's hard to tell someone how you feel about them positively if it's weird. It's hard to have conversations that are not comfortable with people. If you're going to make them feel uncomfortable, even if it's for the positive. Right? We have family members where it's hard to tell them how much you love them because it's uncomfortable for them. It's hard to say things to people. It's hard to accept criticism. So Redalio says, I'm building a company, but I can't be the best in the world if people don't speak their minds. Then I'll be like everybody else. So he institutes this policy called radical transparency. And by the way, a lot of people leave Bridgewater. A lot of people leave Bridgewater because they can't handle it. But those that stay experience this freedom, this freedom to be uncomfortable in your speech, to have difficult conversations, not because you're attacking the person, but because you're attacking the idea. You learn how to distinguish between an individual and an idea, and you learn how to be passionate about ideas and not people. You're living in a world right now, for those, for those who are living in America, where that's not clear. Someone has a different idea than you. There are people that are divorced today because they just voted for different people in the last election. 
like the idea that I can't live with you because I can't distinguish your ideas from you. That's a normal thing today. You go to a college campus and people are screaming at each other. They're yelling at each other. They're, they're threatening at each other. I remember one time, I think I told the story over here. We had on our, uh, on one of our trips, we had a, a Palestinian journalist who spoke about some of the issues with the Palestinian government and felt very strongly that they should be appreciative of Israel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember sitting in, in, in listening to his speech and a guy raised his hand and says, where do you live? And he said something and he goes, what is it? He goes, it's a Palestinian town. He goes, what? Wait, you live in a Palestinian town? Like you're a, you're a writer. You write things that are, you write things that are contrary to the, their, your own government and you're not scared of getting killed when you go home. And he goes, scared of when I go home? He goes, I'm also, I goes, I'm more scared of most of the college campuses in America. He goes, my neighbors are mad at me, but if I get on certain campuses and I say these things, the kids are going to kill me. He goes, I need armed guards to get through college campuses. This is going on right around us. Many of your children are there in environments where you can't speak uncomfortably anymore because the other person doesn't see the difference between you and your ideas, you and your thoughts. Thought is not you. Remember Friday? You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. Adam Grant, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Adam Grant. I, I love Adam Grant, just for the record. So he wrote this new book um, called Think Again. He was speaking about how some of the most successful people have changed their minds multiple times within a year. Because when you think and you hear someone else's ideas and you're open to change, you're going to change your ideas because they have things that you don't have. And you have things that they don't have. And when you're in the head of something and you're intellectually honest, you don't know everything and you'll change your mind. And he did this incredible um, example through the, the, the Wright brothers. And he said that the, one of the reasons why the Wright brothers are so successful is because they beat the garbage out of each other. They were like brothers in every sense of the word and they would beat each other up intellectually and they would fight and fight and fight and fight and fight and fight until their ideas were like sharpened, 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 sharpened. They weren't like, that's a great idea. No, seriously, that's a wonderful idea. And then call their mom like, ma, I don't know. Like, you know, Orville's, <laughs> how do I, I, they would never have anything off the ground or it would, it would just crash. The ability to speak in an environment that allows you to share what you want to share allows greatness to happen. We live in a world that if you had an idea when you were 15 and someone can find a college essay or a high school essay and use it against you when you were 50 or 60, thought isn't meant to change, but it is. And so Ray Dalio was pushing this through and even to this day, his company continues to explode and it's so hard for us to understand that it's because at the end of the day, 
if we can be really frank about this. And for those who were, I think I spoke about this on Timeless Lessons this Friday. At the end of the day, you have to choose what is the center of your life. And if the center of your life is yourself, then what you're going to do every day is do that which is the most comfortable. But if your center of your life is something else, your family, your friends, the community, your nation, God, truth, then that center will require you to engage in what's called uncomfortable speech. And it's hard. You may have to sit with someone that you love and say, I want to share with you how I feel. You may positively tell somebody something that'll make them feel uncomfortable. And this happens to us, and we've spoken about this before, about how, about how in moments of crisis, everybody all of a sudden becomes totally you know, more open. And we spoke about this, the research done by um, Irving Alom, of cancer survivors who said that they, if they had the chance, they would do it again. I just had this conversation with, oh, this is on the Shabbat show. If you, those who watched the Shabbat show three, two weeks ago, we had a show on resilience. And we had a doctor on who was treating a patient who was walking to work one day, a very successful man, and got hit by a car, a hit and run. Needed surgeries, had headaches, destroyed him. Over a full year of recovering, full year. And the last session, the doctor asked him, if you had a chance to go back and jump out of the car's way, would you do it? And he said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade the year of pain for life, for transparency, for being able to connect to somebody in a deep way and share how I feel in a good way or in a feeling in that maybe not perfectly, but when the person was recovering, he had no choice but to deepen his relationships. And now he had deep relationships because he wasn't always comfortable in his speech. It doesn't mean that when I we talk about forcing the light, when we talk about choosing your thoughts, when we talk about you are not your thought, it doesn't only mean in doing things. It can mean in saying things. It's so critical. I'm not saying what to do yet. We're still building this. I just wanna I wanna get uncomfortable with you a little bit. If you're listening to this, I hope that you're a little bit more uncomfortable than you were when you started. I hope that you're gonna get uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable a little bit, it means you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the people in your life that you'd love to say things to, but you don't know how positively or not so positive. You're thinking about the times in your life where you wish you would have said that idea, but you were scared and embarrassed. And who are you? You're just on the bottom of the totem pole. You're thinking about all the times you wanted to ask a question, but you didn't raise your hand. And here's the biggest deal. And I'll end with this, because this is a peeve that is becoming more and more pronounced. Thinking about all the times that we call someone to talk about something or someone else because we're just too scared to pick up the phone and call them directly. The greatest things that take down families and organizations and nations 
is something called back channeling. It's a disaster, and we all do it. We back channel. We're too scared to talk to the person directly, so we talk around the person. And because like it's like an inner conversation, we feel like it's important. Okay, if the kid's 12 or 10, back channeling is just a proof that we're just too scared or too tired to think about how to present something to someone else so that we can solve problems. Better talk about it behind their back. All right, we're going to continue this. I hope, I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> I hope you're with me to the end. We're going to continue this with God's help because we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Strength in action, but this strength in speech. It doesn't mean you have to be out to lunch. It doesn't mean you have to be unfiltered. It doesn't mean you walk into a room and you embarrass people. It means you have to realize the power of your mouth is nuclear. And when you use it properly, you can change the world. All right, everyone, have a great day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you.